Welcome to episode 14 of the Average Joe's MMA show. Jeff Shannon along with David Van Boblin. We are back and we're better than ever. Got lots of news to talk about this week. Uh, some big fight announcements for UFC 197 and 199. We'll break down last week's action from the UFC fight night on Fox as Rumble Johnson defeated Ryan Bader. And we'll also be previewing this coming Saturday's up, up, upcoming fight night with Johnny Hendricks and Stephen Wonderboy Thompson. Steve, we're back. We had, yes. we had a week off due to some scheduling issues because yeah. I'm working two jobs currently. Um, I wasn't. Time. I wasn't uh, physically. Yeah, really prepared to do two. You're going and, through uh, quite a bit enough with your, with your yeah. shoulder and everything. The shoulder was bad. I needed a lot of rest. Um, I couldn't prepare properly because it was it was just too taxing to sit up and uh, even even use my phone. You know, with two hands, think about how much the shoulder really affects. And I just couldn't do it. And yeah. we needed a week off. And uh, I was like, I was messaging you, and we took the week off. It was like three days later. It's like, dude, I miss it. Yep. <laughs> it's the same way. It's like, yeah. it's so much stress trying to, like, I never thought about how much prep work goes into trying to do something like this every week. Yeah. Just making sure you, you're on top of your shit so you don't sound like a dumbass. Yeah. Well, that's just where it starts. Right, right. That's yeah. just the start of it. But, I mean, it, it, there's, a, there's a lot of intensive work that goes into for you. You and, and scouring the internet all the time trying to find yeah. stories. You know, us both trying to just keep up on fighters and cards and oh, yeah. news and things like that. So, there's, there's a lot of work that goes into this for you and I. And sometimes it's just like you get that burned out feeling. Yeah. And, you, and that week off in between is a nice little recharge. But then, like you said, a couple of days later, you didn't do the show and you're like... Uh, I'm feeding for it, I'm for it. <laughs> you guys as fans are kind of lucky because you missed out last week on having to probably hear a, a lot of bitching mm. and anger. Oh. I said in the intro it was last week's card. It was actually two weeks ago. But yeah. That fight night card was terrible. It was bad. It was... Um, One it was of the worst slow. cards. It was, it was, there was no real excitement. There was no pop. There was, there was nothing that really... Made me think. Made me think. Uh, man, I'm glad I watched this. Yeah, yeah. I, I felt. I was angry. I felt like I wasted my time. Yeah. almost. The fights overall were terrible. Absolutely. A lot of boring decisions. A lot of just bad strategies. A lot oh. of everything. I, unprepared or or whatever it was. Um, the the card they put together the it was it was a rare miss because it seemed like every matchup every fight. Just they didn't pair stylistically, or they didn't, uh, they weren't prepared themselves. I don't know no, what it was. was. But even it, it was one at a glance where you're like, this could be a good card. Oh, know, sure. Bader, I mean, I was really excited for Beta Rumble. I was too. Very Absolutely. excited because that fight had the potential, you know, any fight that Rumble Johnson's in. And there's the, always excited. There's always potential yeah, for excitement. Always. Yeah. And then, and Bader has put together a really good streak of good fights in that five fight win streak. Yeah, definitely. Together. So. I was very excited for that fight, and it was just—it was—it was shit. It was. There was nothing. Uh, at that point, there was nothing going to save the card anyway. I it mean, they, a, I don't know what they were—they couldn't put on anything that was going to recover from the the last four or five hours of oh, stuff that was just so just bad. The time in your life, you're never getting back. <laughs> so let's 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 save that. We'll okay, save that we'll get into the curve that for a minute. I think I think we've got. I think the news this week is a little bit more exciting than, yeah, lots of stuff than what we have to talk about in that, that missed card. So. You, know, you said uh, like at the top of the show, it's 
you know, I spend probably eight to twelve hours a week scouring the internet for uh, stories, breaking stories, inside news stuff. I've uh, probably a dozen websites now that I use that are reputable. Yep. You know, I stay away from what's known as dirt sheets. Yeah. I don't know if anyone knows what those are. What what they basically are is is people create these web pages and they put out false rumors and just make stuff up that sounds good so that people will come in and click on it and they'll get ad money. Well, yeah, I mean... You know, it's a big business, especially, like, pro wrestling, but MMA has it now, too. Well, B, I mean, com for a long time was considered the dirt sheet yeah. of the MMA, you know, quote-unquote, the dirt sheets of the MMA uh, news outlet. Yeah. They've, they've done a much better job at legitimizing themselves over the last few years. Way, way but, like, better. When I first discovered BJPen.com, you know, a few years back, I don't know, four, five, six years ago, whatever it was, seven years ago, it was it was a dirt sheet. It was a tabloid site. Ah, that that reported a lot of rumors and... A lot of news. stuff that was just pointless yeah, and yeah. false. And, a lot of clickbait you know, stuff. Yeah. And, and since then, they got called out a lot by a lot of people and have since become more reputable... Yeah, they're quite good now, and they're on point. They, they stay away from the, 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 the drama rumors and, and yeah. stuff like that if it's not legit. And so I scour the stir dogs and the bloody elbows and so much stuff. And MMA uh, Junkies. Yeah, Junkies, fantastic. Yeah, MMAnews.com. Um, there's a lot of wonderful sites out there. But I take a lot of time to go on and scour just to find news. This week, the news basically came to me. Yeah. I didn't have to do a lot because there was so much breaking, oh, man. Uh, important stuff, big news. You just opened Facebook. Yeah, it was, it was there. It was know? like every time I, I closed out the window, opened it back up, some kind of UFC announcement would, would right. happen. And I was like, whoa, you know. I mean, it started with uh, with Tim Means. Yeah, let's uh, go ahead and go into that one then. So, uh, Tim Means, who was supposed to be fighting uh, Cowboy Cerrone, it was it next month? Next uh, yeah, we'll go ahead and take it. Friday in March, I believe it was. It's a couple weeks away. Yeah, so it's either end of February or, or first part after the, the Dos Anjos and Cowboy fight. I just February 21st, actually. Okay. So, uh, Tim Means was supposed to fight Cowboy Cerrone. And we got our second guy that got popped, man. Yeah, the second guy to get busted through the, the new anti-doping policies. I guess third because of, of uh, Crow Cop. Oh, technically, I suppose. Technically, so. I guess. Yeah. I, I didn't think about that until we just started talking about it now. But yeah, but yeah, the right. second one in, in, in the last few weeks. There you go. That's that'll work um, um, for sure. And this was uh, Cowboy was was he moving weight class? He was coming up a weight class. Yeah, he was going back up to seventy. Well, yeah, Walter. Okay, so means got popped. We don't know for what, and nope. it doesn't say specifically yes. what it was for yet. Um, he has time to appeal, so on and so forth, but. There's not enough time for him to do that and still make the fight. Right. So they basically dropped him out, and it's going to be 170 pounds, Cowboy versus Cowboy. Yep, Charles Oliveira stepping, yeah. in, uh, stepping in to help save the card and, and keep Cowboy out of fight. And uh, I think it's kind of, you know, it's a neat title, Cowboy versus Cowboy. Yeah, I like the you fight. Know. It's, uh... It, and we'll get into the fight itself yeah, and, and the, the rest hard. of the card later, but... The main thing here is that Tim Means popped for uh, for drug test uh, yeah. failure, and we need to keep uh, an eye out to see what it was for. Yep. You yep. know, what was it for? A diuretic? Was it a, a pen? You know, was he doing the gas? Was it was it marijuana? I mean, it all yeah, it all kind of relies on that. You saw all they all they've said is it's a, it's a bad substance. I know when I got when 
before we went on to start the show, yeah, we were both discussing trying to figure out, hey, do you know what it was? Have you been able to find anything? No, I can't. We, you know, we both scoured through. Um, good on Oliveira for stepping up and taking the fight yes. and saving saving the card. I mean, it, it's at, at a glance, it's a, it's definitely a, a packed card. There's a lot. Of yes, fights. there's a, a tremendous amount of fights, and there's even there's four prelim, four early prelim, four. Uh, FS1 prelims and then five main cards. Six. Six main cards. Six, yeah. So, wow. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The main event, duh. Six. That's... Fourteen fights on the, uh, on the night. On a Sunday. <laughs> Again. On a Sunday. At least um, we're starting at nine. At least main cards starting at nine. Fair enough. Ten. Fair enough. Good on you, UFC. You listen to me bitch enough. Well, that one's, uh, that one's coming up, but it, it was... Um, We'll, we'll keep you posted as I find or as we find more on what happened with Tim Means. He still has time to appeal. Um, he still has time to take another test and see if it was just a bad sample. Right. There's still a lot to unfold on that. We'll keep you posted on. But, uh, you know, there, there's more and more people now are, are getting hit with that, yeah. that uh, new policy. And I have a feeling that it's going to be part due because of the IV ban, now they're using diuretics and so many different things right. kind of in there. I don't know if it's going to be like a steroid thing. I think we're going to be looking more towards that. I'm you thinking know. probably EPO. Yeah. That seems to be, that seems to be the thing because, I mean, you can't, you can't really get away with the gas anymore. Mm-mm. But no, too guys easy. are still trying, still trying with EPO. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's the, the thing that they were, when they first came out, that they were saying that, uh, you all was on. Sorry, I had a temporary brain fart. Uh, that they were saying you all was taking. Um, that was what Crocop. That was Crocop as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Crocop was taking EPO with. Uh, and it could be just some really obscure banned substance that was in a, a, a vitamin or something. Yep. I mean, it could be something really ridiculous. Yeah, nobody from the UFC, nobody from USADA, and nobody from Tim Means Camp is commenting. Much, I haven't seen so. anything either. Well, we'll keep an eye on that one yeah. as it unfolds, and uh, Cowboy versus Cowboy, we'll break that one down in uh, a couple weeks. Yeah, and, a couple uh, weeks. We got preview that one, the twenty uh, first. Yeah, the, big fight that a big big card that night. Yeah, there's a lot of fights, man. I mean, <laughs> it's cool. I'm glad the UFC's doing something like that for the fans. I mean, more fighters, and the more fighters that get on there, more fighters get paid. And why are we doing it on a Sunday night? Uh, but we'll touch on that later again. Again, <laughs> again, it was funny because um, I think it was on Way of the Warrior. It was on Way of, Way of the Warriors page um, when the news announced and broke that they were moving this fight this weekend to free TV. Mm-hmm. I made a comment about uh, about them. Well, it's just their way of making up for making me stay up late on a Sunday night. <laughs> And some other guy who felt the exact same way as I did. We, we were having a bitch fest back and forth. And he was like, yeah, man, you know there's another Sunday night card coming up in a couple of weeks. And I was just like, yeah. Oh, I, uh, I know. Freaking no. It's a grit of teeth. But yeah, it's just, it's funny. My, <laughs> my, it's not just on this show that I spew my hatred for a Sunday night fight card. So no, we're global, man. I, I take it to other shows' pages as well. <laughs> We have no boundaries here. Luckily, Eric likes me, and he doesn't complain about my constant bitching. Well, <laughs> so. on the on the backs of uh, this new uh, drug uh, this new drug bust that we've yeah. got here, we have California 
adding two. Making, taking a big stat. Yeah. Yeah, this is uh, uh, banning certain uh, dehydration techniques. Dehydration, the dehydration weight cut that they yeah. pre, pre-weight. That's huge. Oh man. my gosh. Because that's what they've done for so long. That yeah, that's what everybody does. That's how they, they plan that uh, through their camps. I mean, people have, they got scientists that are specifically yeah. going back and down everything. everything. Yeah. yeah I, I commend California for it because it, it's coming off the backs of the 1FC decision to start an, an implement that we did, we discussed about three, four weeks ago, probably. Um, their new weight policy for for the, the listeners that didn't hear or don't remember um, one FC fighting championships in, in Asia has uh, they've structured it to where you have to they're basically making you fight at your walk around weight right they're, they're weighing you in not just you know the day before it's a series it's, exactly yeah they're, they're they're doing it over and over and only and allowing over. you to drop a certain amount of yep. weight per week or per you know period of time and stuff yeah four hours or eight hours whatever the the block of time that they're doing it is you can't, you know, you can't dehydrate yourself for 15 pounds in, you know, right. a couple hours. You know, that, that's gone. I think, and I commend California for, for taking the steps in the right direction. Um, the thing that kind of, that concerns me right off the top of my head is thinking about, so these guys that cut a tremendous amount of weight that are probably, you know, smaller guys that say you're hundred and 70 pounder and you cutting down 55 or 45 because you're getting your ass kicked at 170 pounds. Well, now you can't fight at 170 pounds. The thing that kind of scares me a little bit about that, I guess it's an even playing field. Never mind. Because I was going to say, you got these guys that should be fighting at 145 or 155 pounds going up against these guys at 170 that are dropping a bunch of weight but without being able to be They can't do that, no. Playing field for everybody, yeah. so... Everyone gets hit equally on this. The, um, the thing that's going to come off the back of this, I think, and when more states pick it up, is gonna it's going to push... be a bigger pushback from more weight classes. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Everyone's going to move up a weight class uh, well, because I, of this. And they need to, they're going to have to period. open up. They're going to have to open up more weight classes. Yes. There's going to have to be... There has to be a weight class between 185 and 205. It needs to be like a 195 or something. There needs to be a 230-pound weight class. Or yeah, a, a, a mid. Something, yeah. Because yeah, 205 to 265, I mean, that's, yeah, that's 60 huge, pounds. Yeah. Wow. Well, 207, technically. Technically. Because uh, you can get 206. So, being there, 207 to 267. Yeah. That's huge. That's and then, you know, giant, you, got, you got 186 to, to 206, 205, whatever. You got yeah, that. Yeah. That's, that's still a big jump. Right. That's you know, 170 to 85. That's, that's, that's okay. That's I mean, 15. That's, yeah, and that's about the limit that you want to do. It's fifteen. Okay, yeah. You know, ten would be ideal. Fifteen max. Five, and even with the lighter guys, five is a good number. You know, that's a lot of weight for them. Yeah, you know, that's that's. You think about it, it; doesn't sound like a lot, but when you only weigh one hundred and twenty-five pounds, yeah, you only have you know, two, two or three percent body fat. Exactly. What are you going to do with that? It? Yeah, where are you cutting it? Bro? So they're they're implementing this this. Uh, it's called the gravity test. Yep. They, they sample the, the urine. Yeah, they can see where your your hydration level is via urine samples. Yeah, and uh, you know it's gonna add it's gonna add another layer of testing. And it's gonna add a, another layer of of other people getting involved. Yeah, and uh, it's gonna be something that you're gonna have to deal with. But this is California, and if they can get Nevada 
to to adopt this. That's, where that's when we're gonna see yeah. it. The the floodgates open and it's gonna take place. I mean, like Bellator has a, a, a decent amount of events in California, but the UFC really oh they fight in San Diego or Sacramento here and there. You know, they yeah, do. but they they base their all their policy off off the Nevada. Yeah, State well, what I was and what I was saying too is is that they can. It's not a state. That is huge for them, I guess, because it's not like they're going. They're not hosting events in San Francisco. They're not doing events in, in L.A. No, at the at the Forum or, or Staples Center. I mean, um, so it could if, if California's the only one that's going to hold on to this and Nevada doesn't play ball, it's simple enough for the USC not to go. They just won't go to California. Exactly. You know, plenty of other places around the country. Yeah. And Canada, and Mexico, and. Oh. And every in the world, Nevada's you know. opening up another arena, so I mean that they're going to get to break in and christen it. So, so I mean, if UFC doesn't want to play ball with that one, they just won't go there, and that's yeah. going to be uh, you know California. One of their things, what they said is they have more mixed martial arts sanctioned fights than anywhere else in the country. Yeah, and they, it's not and just they, UFC. I mean, they're they're no, talking they're, about they're, these small cards. Everybody, yeah. and, and and California has taken a lot of steps. In a lot of different aspects of MMA, as far as um, I remember reading some stuff about the former uh, head of the California State Athletic Commission, how hard he was cracking down on drugs and uh, you know steroids and things like that. Yeah. Um, but now I think he's in Texas. I think he became the Texas State Athletic Commissioner or something. Okay. But don't quote me. <laughs> um, but I, I, I've heard a lot of people. Including fighters and, and like guys like Joe Rogan and stuff have a lot of high praises for California's um, ability to adapt and create new legislative for fighting. I am all for anything that helps protect and keep healthy the athletes that do this. I agree. Um, if this is if this is implemented properly and it works and it keeps them healthy and it's another step to increase their longevity in the in the cage and and their quality of life. If this is good for them, I'm I'm good with it. Yep, I, I you know, agree. Um, we always have to see, wait and see. You know, everything looks good on paper. We have to see how it's implemented. Yeah, Once it's in action, oh my god! Oh, uh, wait, we're still in the middle of that. <laughs> that's right. So well, let's go right into that. You know, because this is a big deal. I actually forgot that this was actually one of our topics. Yes, and so that was an unnat- un- unintended segue. <laughs> But so well done. Uh, this Reebok deal has claimed another victim. Yeah. And this time, it was a name. Yeah. It, was, it was a ranked fighter. It was a former champion. And it was a guy that who had said initially he was going to re-sign with the UFC. Yep. But when uh, push come to shove and Bellator showed the numbers... Of allowing him to not only his pay, but keep his sponsors yeah, and get new get real money. sponsor money. Benson Henderson went to Bellator. Yeah. yeah, and that was a big deal. It was a big deal. Um, congratulations! I'll say congratulations to Benson. You know, do your thing because yes. congratulations to Bellator for getting a guy and like that. And that was something I said about it about the situation. It was, in my opinion, it's a much bigger win. For Bellator, than it is a loss for the UFC. I believe so. Benson, I believe so. Benson's a good fighter. Yeah, but and he's a, he's a mainstay. Was a mainstay in the UFC roster. He's a former champion. He can yep. fight at fifty five or seventy, yep. no problem. And he and he's been successful at one seventy. He's a journeyman. He he's got no 
oh, Sean, to get back in that title hunt at 155. That Shark Tank is too deep for him. In the UFC? Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. 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 And, I mean, like, like I was saying, he's had some success. He's put together a couple wins at 170. But th- do you see him beating Robbie Lawler? I do not see him beating Robbie no. Lawler. Oh, do you see him beating Rory McDonald? I do not see him beating Rory McDonald. Carlos Condit? I definitely do not see him beating Carlos Condit. Or even, our, let's go with our, our two participants in the main event, Hendricks or Thompson? Thompson, maybe. Maybe Thompson. Maybe. Maybe. But I don't even know um, if Wonderboy's got that crazy striking. Yeah. But uh, either way, he's not going to do... Yeah. And he's going to flounder so, in the UFC. And yeah, and he's not going to make the, a lot of the big money because of the Reebok deal, and he's not going to be fighting for titles. So, great on you, man. Give some money. you got a family. Yeah. you got a wife. you got kids. And he do said specifically that this was... The major part of this was the Reebok deal and mm-hmm. him allowing to have sponsors yep. again. And, uh, yeah. and, and it's great. I, I think it's a step in the right direction. It's a bigger name than Phil Davis. Because Phil Davis sure. was definitely a catalyst. Melvin Gillard. Or Melvin, uh, yeah, Melvin Gillard. I think he moved over too, right? No, I think Gillard got let go. Oh, okay. But Phil Davis... Yeah, Phil jumped. Davis. Phil Davis was yeah. a contract. And he, and he was another great... He's a great fighter. Yeah, he was a good fighter, you know, but nobody, was, nobody uh, solid. He was a rank... He's going to be yeah. a rank six to eight, kind of. You know, he's going to be a good fighter. He's going to put some wins together. Um, it was definitely a little bit of a shake-up when Davis did it. I think it's a bigger shake-up with Benson because Agreed. it's a much bigger name. But there's still... It's going to take... It's a step in the right direction and a step towards proving that change is needed with the Reebok deal. It's going to take a, a bigger name than Benson to leave because of it for the UFC, I think, to, to exercise that get-the-hell-out clause. Um, Benson said that a lot... He didn't name-drop, but he said there's a lot of cats fighting in the UFC right now that have called him since he did that and spoke out about it. Wanting to know how they get themselves yeah. into the Bellator, into Bellator, and uh, and back into that sponsor money. Right. He didn't name drop. He didn't say anyone specifically. He just said there was a lot of them. Oh, I'm sure. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, everybody not fighting in a main event isn't getting paid shit. So, what uh, what level of talent is it going to take that jump ship to really shake this up and and realize that that the Reebok deal is bad? It's going to take a big. Name. You know, it's, it's, it's maybe not a, a John Jones, which I know. You know, I don't think it needs to be that big. No, I, I don't think it'll either. It just it needs to be it needs to be that next level echelon of fighter above where Benson was. Yeah, not quite that guy stuck in the middle tier, but somebody on the cost. someone that sells pay per views. Yep, you know, doesn't even have to be a. a, a the best fighter per se, no, but it's got to be the, the one that's more marketable. Yeah. You know, once it's they get be, that, it's got to be a blow to the UFC to lose a fighter. Yeah, a real loss, and they got you know. And if it, if this continues, and we uh, you know, we don't resign uh, someone like uh, a Connor who has you know like eight fights, whatever. Once he's done with him, and he says because Connor loves money. Mm, he oh said, yeah, we know. He said, wait a minute, Bellator is going to be three times the amount of money for sponsor pay than you guys buy. Well, and Benson walked into a great deal as he's walking right into a title shot. Yeah, yes, good point. Um, it was and announced that he gets win. he gets that title fight immediately. Yeah, right, right away. No warm up fights, no nothing. He gets the title shot at one seventy two. Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He yeah. Won on an MVP. Uh, he's not 
just at fifty five down there. Or no, that's Will Brooks. Either, yeah, um, I think that this is just the beginning for the Bellator jumps. Yeah, or I not even too. not even just Bellator, but um, the jump away from the Reebok deal, yep. UFC Reebok deal, into something that's going to make them a lot more money. Yeah, you know, for what they do. I don't think we're. I don't think we've seen the last of it. No, I think I Benson agree. is a is a. Is a good enough name for them to think? Okay, maybe we should keep an eye on this. Yeah, it's definitely so. it's, that. That is the catalyst to get their attention because, like I said, Davis wasn't. He was not in a very good position. I think he was on a one. It was on, a, I think, a two fight losing yeah. streak in the UFC. So he was in no real position to make a difference to them. No, not anything that they're like. like all right, well, he's yeah, gone. All right, no big deal. But but a guy like Benson who was riding a good winning streak, company man, yeah, good person to have, uh, main event talent, who has main evented several cards. Um, yeah, I champion, you know, uh, just a just a, a great start for me to to see that uh, being so anti Reebok deal that I am. Yep. Uh, yeah. Not just because of the way it looks, but because of how they pay their fighters. You know, I, I want to see those fighters get what they're worth. Exactly. And Reebok doesn't give them what they're worth. No. You know, bring no, the sponsors no. back. You know, we go over that a million times. We already have. Um, great, great on Benson though. To but to sum it up, great on Benson. You know, get his money for his family. Get the money for the kids. Um, and he may actually help propel at least his division. Bellator is something that people really want to see yeah. going forward. I mean, I know Bellator has been getting a lot of momentum lately. They've been picking up fans. You know, they're uh, they're evolving. Yep. Uh, Poker's doing a good job of, of trying to get a good product because Bjorn Rebney was doing terrible, oh terrible my gosh. things running that company. And, and Poker came in and he's been doing a good job. Um they need more fighters like Benson Henderson so they can stop having so many what we what I call the the freak fight the feature fight. yeah the freak the, fights the Kimbo and Donna and right Ken Shamrock and the fifty Gracie, year old so. Shamrock and Gracie that's uh, someone's gonna break a hip in there right right <laughs> um, but yeah it's definitely it definitely is is something that shook I think shook things up in the OCA slightly. And got their attention. Good. And, and have them paying attention to it and watching. Okay, we gotta really figure. Watch the situation too close, and if it starts getting out of control, we need to put it out. Yeah, gotta stop that fire out quick. Um, but yeah, great, great for Benson. I'm, I'm very happy for him. Congratulations, I am too. man. Do your thing. Get paid. You deserve it. I'm actually looking forward to watching this fight. Yeah, you I know? will probably watch the fight. Yeah, definitely. Even though I kind of dislike watching Ben Henderson fights because they're boring. I want to see what happens. Right, with it. right. I'm the same yeah. way. I probably would just I watch to see. What see okay, good. This kid went and got himself a title. So yeah, Ben's not really an exciting fighter for me to watch. Oh, um, I'm just waiting for the day that he swallows that toothpick, chokes <laughs> on it in the ring. Um, some other upcoming fights that were just broke. Yeah. Uh, over this course of this last week, um, we have Jones Cormier two, which is going to happen at UFC 197. 197. Yeah, and uh, Rockhold Weidman two. Which is going to be... 199. In June? June, June yes. 199. Okay. So, two more in the, the... What could potentially be trilogy fights? Yeah. I, I, I'm i much more excited about Jones Cormier, too, than I am so much maybe Rock, Holt Weidman. Although, I think Weidman 
is going to come in with a much different strategy. Oh, than absolutely. He did the last fight. No question about it. Um, but I, I love. I mean, I love watching John Jones fight. Period. I'm curious, uh, so curious to see how Jones fights now, having transformed his body to yeah. where it is now. So he's carrying a lot more muscles, you know, and, and and that as well, sober focused. But he's transformed from yeah, he's you know, much more muscular. You know, he's prepping himself for that jump to heavyweight. He is. I mean, he said he's got three left, probably. I mean, DC Rumble and probably Gustafson. Yeah, he wants him again. Yeah, which makes sense. I mean, they never gave him that rematch. I, I think Gus. It sucks that they didn't capitalize on it when they did because Gus has kind of just gone yeah. up and down since. I mean, and he peaked after that fight because they put him on the UFC I, game, you know, yeah. on the front page of the game. Personally, I think he peaked in that fight. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Because about I, I was one who thought that, that Jones was going to walk all over him. I did too. I didn't really think he had much uh, of a chance to uh, really contend yeah. with Jones. And, Not just uh, and, you uh, know. the way he did it, but to really fight them. I mean, he fought the best fighter in he the gave world. A war. Yeah, but a lot of people think he won. Yeah, I, can't I hate say to that say that. Uh, yeah, I hate to say that because I am such a Jones fan. But man, I had it scored in Gustafson's yeah. favor that it fight. Was, it was yeah. a, that's a tough close. Point. I had it like three to two. Right. Gustafson. Uh, it wasn't a blowout by any means, but man, it was so fun watching. It's so fun watching Jones fight, yeah. like you said, and just I to begin it. with. I mean, over this last year of not having him in the cage, man, it's I miss I miss that fighting style and how exciting he was. So. Amazing, he's so dangerous at every angle, at uh, every distance and distance. Man, he's got it better. Yeah, uh, he's got the longest reach, doesn't he? Eighty-four inches. Yeah. Something like that? I think, yeah, Something I ridiculous? Unless maybe Struve. Maybe. Could be. But I think, jo- I mean, either way, it's enough either way, to... Yeah, uh, I mean, it's a ridiculously long reach. And we got him and Cormier coming up. And Cormier, as much as I don't really care for him... He can solve a fight. God, he can. And Especially he can, with John. Oh, my gosh. They mean, are that gonna... fight sells itself, but that's the, that's the thing I'm most excited is now that there's an official date. Right. That the shit talking can start ramping yep. up. And I can't wait because I love watching those two verbally spar with each other. I thought this was going to happen at 200. I, I think you believed it was going to happen at 200 as well. Um, right now, 200 is in the air. Yeah, unless they got Madison Square Garden, nothing else really made sense yeah. to me but 200. But yeah, like we were talking about earlier, what what are you going to do at 200 now? I don't know. You're, you're, you're 155. I mean, I guess they could do... They can throw Robbie on there because he doesn't have anything booked unless they throw him in and May, which wouldn't make any goddamn sense. But hey, who knows? Um, but champion wise, is you're, you're limiting yourself quite a bit. I mean, you gonna put Mighty Mouse on there? Nobody cares. You gotta do. I mean, unless it's Mighty Mouse and Cruz and a super fight kind they of deal. Talked about the talked about the possibility of that. If they want to do anything that comes close to competing with one hundred. They gotta pull out all stops, man. Uh, I and was expecting like at least two to three title fights. I was too. At minimum two. At minimum two. Yeah. I mean even three if they want to put, you know, Mighty Mouse on there as well. But he can't be one of the, the main or co main oh. on this I mean the dude doesn't sell any any I mean, he sells tickets, doesn't sell any pay per views. No. None at all. Dominic Cruz, really. And they have to have someone on there 
that is going to sell those pay-per-views for UFC 200. This is a historic event, man. It's awkward. It's a big deal. It's awkward. If McGregor makes it out, win, lose, or draw, if he makes it out of Rafael Dos Anjos without having a major injury and a long, lengthy medical suspension for his head getting kicked off his shoulders or something, they're going to put him in there. And it's probably going to, I mean... Probably going to be like him and Frankie. Maybe him and Aldo, too. Aldo's not happening. Dana already said that. Dana said no. You you didn't show up for the first fight, and then we made it again, and you got your ass kicked in 13 yeah. seconds. Why do I want to try? It's got to be Frankie. It? It's got to be Frankie, unless... Barring injury. Barring injury. I mean... It, it should be Frankie. If it's not, and he won the 55 belt, then... Well... I don't know who, because 55 is a mess right now. Everybody's fighting each other. Yeah. So, all your top contenders have either fought or are going to fight. Pettis is out of the question. And he's gone for six. Tony's fighting. Could be. Maybe. Yeah, well, they're on paper. They're on paper to fight. Whether or not it actually makes it to the freaking cage. I'm not, you know, confident that could be makes any fight ever. I'm not either. We talked about that on somebody's post. I think it was Rich's. Yeah. You and I had that conversation. Oh, we don't trust AKA. Um, but overall, these, uh, I mean, these two fights are good. I'm very excited. Yeah, so my, yeah, definitely. I just, um, what the hell are they going to do at 200? Is my, the, the thing that's killing me. Yeah, but, I don't know. I guess we'll wait and see. I mean, yeah, um, we'll, we'll you're right, though. It's going to, it's going to be banked on, we have to wait till, uh, Connor's fight before I think they're going to do anything with 200 yeah. booking wise. Yeah. And I mean, it, depending on what they do with this heavyweight rematch that they got to get put together. Oh, uh, yeah. We got Kane and Verdum that uh, still has to happen sometime. Yeah, I don't know the time frame on Kane because he just had that. His, his surgery was successful. Yeah, I, I read um, that. I read everything went well, but I didn't hear. Everything's uh, dependent right now on physical therapy. Right. So um, while the surgery was successful, We'll see where, you know, this is a back injury. There's a pretty, yeah. you know, yeah, I mean, you know what happens when your back goes out. Oh, yeah. You know, everything goes out. Yep. You know. And his, he was having, like, sciatic nerve issues and stuff, too. So, I mean, when that happens, too, you, your body is Verdum pulled off for something, too. Yeah, Verdum also was some sort of back, I believe. I don't, I don't something remember. Else. He, had, he listed, too. Yeah. said the other reason he was going to fight was because it was for the title against Kane, but... There was no sense in fighting Steve. They all beat up. Right. So, um, but overall, I, I'm excited. I'm excited for Joseph Cormier again. I am as well. It's going to be such a great fight. Um, and I, I always love watching Biden fight. Yep, I was going to say, I want to see how Luke, or how Chris uh, bounces back from this and uh, whether he comes with a better strategy. Lots of good stuff coming up, man. Yeah. So, one, one thing I did, I forgot to actually mention this before we started, because it just dawned on me before we get into the card. Mm-hmm. Um, something I shared earlier today, I believe it was, on, the, on our Facebook page. Um, Chuck Liddell. With, okay. Chuck Liddell offered yeah. to train Ronda Rousey if she was interested. And I kind of thought that was a really good idea. I think Ronda needs to get as far away from Edmund as possible. Number one. Toxic. And two, Chuck Liddell as a, as a striking coach. Great. 
Chuck, I mean, watching Chuck coach in the Ultimate Fighter before and things like that, I, I, I thought Chuck did a commendable job as a coach. And he's got good, smart coaching people around him. Yeah. Hacks. John Hackleman is is a great MMA mind. Yeah. Um, this is a good idea. I think it's a great idea. Yeah. I think she should run with it. I really do. And then, like I said on our Facebook page, if I'm Dana White, I'm nudging her. Yeah, no, yeah. Like, hey, get away from yeah, this clown do this. who can't even license you in the or can't even quarter you in the state of Nevada because his freaking second license got revoked. Unbelievable. So Jim's in foreclosure. Like, everything. He's in the cusp of bankruptcy. Yeah, he's a mess. And he's not good. On top of all that, you know, even if you throw all that stuff aside, he's not good. Oh, no, I mean, we didn't even touch, and we don't even have to really, but we didn't even touch on the shit that Rhonda's mom said about him. Oh, wow. Constantly. And this doesn't, this hasn't just started. No. Rhonda's mom was talking about this while she was beating everyone's ass. Yeah. She's saying, this guy is bad, he's toxic, he's no good. You know, he, he hit the jackpot when Rhonda came in, and yep. he definitely did. Oh, absolutely. You know, um, that couldn't, wouldn't even give her the time of day before. Rhonda's mother's been adamant that she move anywhere away from Edmund. I mean, since <coughs> literally two fights in. Yeah. You know, um, and she should. Edmund's a terrible, uh, terrible coach. Chuck Liddell would be a great opportunity. He's got he's got the the mind for it. He's a hell of a striker. He's got great people with him. They could have a great camp, and Rhonda could really improve on the areas that she needs improving. I couldn't agree with with, with the Hall of Famer. Like Chuck Liddell. Yep. I, uh, something. Somebody, somewhere. Get the hell away yeah. from this guy. And join another camp. You know, I, I've been, you know, one of the things that I, I messaged Jeff a while back, and I was like, dude, I, I, my game is kind of weak when it comes to knowing all the camps. So I've been studying as much as I could about stuff on TriStar and Elevation and so on and so forth. And she, I think she'd be great over at Elevation. Get up there and into uh, into Denver. Um, yeah, have some cowboy and stuff there that you can train with. I think she it would be a good fit. Cowboy's uh, not training them at Elevation though. Oh, he's not. No, Elevation's a separate. He's just. Um, I think I thought Elevation was a different team. I could be wrong. I thought well, maybe not, but um, these guys and. So a lot of these guys think, jump, go to a different camp yeah. for specific things as well. So maybe I read he was there for something. Maybe, maybe he was doing workouts with them. Yeah. That, maybe they do train at the Muscle Farm facility. Uh, uh, team Elevation doesn't. But uh, I don't remember. If, was Elliot Marshall in his corner? I don't recall. I don't remember because Elliot Marshall's the jiu-jitsu coach for Elevation. Um, but yeah, you could have done I mean, I know Bang. I mean, he's in Colorado. I just don't yeah. remember if he's part of if Bang's working with Elevation or not. Trying but, to learn all these camps and they just and they're, they're, holy like, shit! Like last week when um, I can't remember who the guy was. I can't remember who the fight was specifically, but Henderson Benson Henderson was in the corner. Yeah, that's a new team. Um, I don't even remember who you know that that's a brand new team right there. And the guys they switch teams, and there's some like independent guys who will go to. Um, you know, this one for this thing, yeah. this one for this thing, and over here for this, you know, like, like Tony doesn't have a big camp. No. You know, he's doing everything basically independent. Yeah. You know, a few guys it. that he knows. And, yeah, uh, yeah, he's got some guys from the gyms that he, he boxes at and stuff, and obviously he does his, when he works on straight jiu-jitsu, he's at 10th Planet. Yep. With Eddie. Um, but, 
Yeah, he's not part of a, a big, well-known gym. And there's quite a few guys like that that are that are doing well, but they're not, you know, they're what I call I just call them independent yeah. because they're they're not really a part of this big team. You know, then you got guys like Dillashaw and Benavides and all these guys that jump from camps. Yeah, you know, moving camps. So it's it's hard to keep up on this shit, man. It's fucking impossible. Yeah, uh, I mean, you know, guys like Overeem, um, Vitor. Vitor yeah, Black Zillions for a while. For a while, and then now he's not. Now he's independent again. He, he started his own gym. Yo. You know, uh, this thing is this trying to learn all these and, <laughs> and keep them down. It's, it's so hard. The Black Zillions <laughs> started uh, with a bunch of guys from ATT. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, most of those guys were all members of ATT that, uh, that didn't really. Just kind of broke with, off and didn't uh, get along with Dan Lambert all that much. Yeah. But when it comes to having a a foundation of a a team that's that's put together, great coaching staff, facility. Yeah. Rhonda needs that structure so much. She doesn't need. I don't feel like she needs to jump around and go from this camp for this thing and this one for this thing. I think she needs structure in one place, and she's not getting it where she's at. No. And Chuck Liddell. Great, great opportunity. I, I wish she would take it. I hope she considers it. Yeah. She doesn't just blow it off, but I got a feeling she's just going to blow it probably. off. Probably. And she'll probably just go on and do more swimsuit issues and Saturday, Saturday Night Live instead of training. Yeah. We won't see her till November, I think. November is what, yeah. is what Dana was saying yesterday. Okay. The targeted date for the rematch, so we're about a year into the date. Yeah. Devastating knockout loss. So, big fights coming up. Oh, uh, just uh, yeah. Let's breaking thing. Uh, oh, the weigh-ins. The weigh-ins. Yeah. For yeah. tomorrow night's card happened uh, just a, a couple hours ago. Everybody hit weight. Awesome. No, no, uh, nobody was over. Nobody had to take a second weigh-in or anything like that. They Pretty all good. landed on fine. Uh, Johnny Hendricks hit perfectly at one seventy. He was awesome. good job. He Johnny. looked amazing. I'm super I mean, he, excited to see him back in the game He was again. thin. He was ripped. And, I mean, he looks like a whole new Johnny Hendricks. He really does. You'll see when he comes out tomorrow, you won't even recognize him. Because, I mean, his face was even thin. I mean, he looked phenomenal. Healthy and in shape. Amazingly. Great. Amazingly. Great. Uh, that's the Johnny Hendricks I want to see fighting. Man. This is going to be a scary Hendricks tomorrow. You're going to see an extremely agile. I, I just Everything about him was, was looked great. And uh, we're gonna, it's going to... Yeah, definitely. After those last couple uh, weigh-ins and fiascos and right. health concerns and... Uh, this is a big this is a big jump. Yeah. So that's uh, that's all we got for news, I think, this week, right? Yeah. Uh, was, there was a lot of good news this week. A lot week, of big man. news, and that's why I think that's why we decided to lead off with it rather than uh, leading off with the stinker card. Yeah. So... I mean, we got we to gotta break the... Down at least a few fights. You know. Let's gonna, do the main card. Yep. We'll do the main because the rest of it was god awful. Oh, I mean, the, the main, main card, card wasn't even very good. Yeah. But the, the man, there was a few times where I was questioning why I'm even here. Why am I watching this? This is this is amateur it night. It was terrible. You know. So it took all of a minute and thirteen seconds before Rumble Johnson put Ryan Bader away. Yeah. And um, the first minute of it. Was Bader holding on to a wrist? Terrible shot. I don't know what the strategy was. He was I don't know thinking, either. Man, that that was a god awful idea. 
you're a much better wrestler than that. Why would you take a weak little bullshit shot and it costs you? Don't get underneath a guy like Rumble. Oh my gosh, no. What are you what are you insane? Bader he for uh, it was it was eighty eight seconds, yeah. right? Eighty eight seconds. So in that amount of time, uh Bader had no knockdowns, he had zero zero striking, missed the one time he didn't do anything in this fight. No. Literally he was just there to be a punching bag. Yeah. He got he took the bad shot, Rumble spun, and he got a hold of his wrist and was trying to pull Kimura out of that out of his ass. Which was never, ever no, going to land. No, but he knew he had to hang on to that wrist because as soon as he let go, he was dead. And, and he was. He literally <laughs> let go and he was dead. Yeah. Rumble got on top, uh, a little ground and pound. Uh, Bader went out. He went limp. Yeah. I don't think he was out long. No, uh, he definitely went. But he went limp completely. Um, and Rumble wins. Knockout, 88 seconds. Yep. Good, good for you, Rumble. Keep his here. his wrestling looked better. Yeah, you know, uh, Rumble's wrestling looked better. He had uh, he had much more fluid movement. He didn't look like he was uh, like he was a rookie under there. You know, he actually executed fine, and then he relied on his striking, of course, to win. But Bader didn't show up that night. No, that's all it was. Yeah, no, it was a terrible strategy. And you can't do that against a man as dangerous as no. Anthony Rumble Johnson. Nope. One of the hardest hitting guys there is in the company, uh, in, a, in any of MMA. I mean, there's not many people that hit harder than him. No, that's a big, big man. Uh, speaking, and speaking of big men. Yep. Speaking of big men, uh, Ben Rothwell becomes the first person to ever get Josh Barnett to tap. Choke. I think it was just in the choke. For yes, sure. it was. Yeah. Um, so good for Rothwell. It was quite even until that point. Yeah, it, it was a good way for him to finish the fight. It wasn't a very good fight. <laughs> they uh, it was they, a boring heavyweight fight. Unbelievable. It was slow. They were lumbering. Um, I couldn't wait for this to be over with. Uh, Josh Barnett loses by sub, and and they gave Rothwell performance of the night for that. I mean, that's how bad this card yeah. was. You know, that's, I mean, this is how bad it was that an extremely slow and boring heavyweight fight with no excitement got performance of the night. That's got to tell you something. That's a testament to how bad this yeah. card really was. Um, um, this one, I don't even, I, I might have dozed off. Oh, Alcantara and Jamie Rivera. I, I may have done the same thing because I really don't have a lot of recollection of this fight. And these guys, this was a decision. It was, they went to a decision. They only landed about forty and sixty strikes each for the entirety of the fight, mm. and uh, it got fight of the night. God, that got fight of the night. Ugh. It was. This is how bad it was, guys. Yeah, I, I'm not exaggerating. You know, we're not exaggerating. We no, say it was. This card was it terrible. was a stinker of a card. It uh, was a card that looked good on paper. Like there were some fight. There's some fights on here that I, on paper I was like this. Yeah, this sure. Fun. Um, but it turned out terrible. I gave it two, maybe two and a half out of five. I gave it one and a half. That's how bad it was yeah, it to was, me. Was I thought it was terrible. it was horrible. But this this next fight it was the opening fight of the main card, and this has some things we have to talk about on here. Yeah, our, uh, <laughs> the show's favorite. Fighter Sage Northcutt 
Oh, God, dude. I'm not even going to beat on this kid anymore because the internet took him to task immediately. Uh, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. He looked like garbage. Yes. Well, there was a, a lot of bad decisions made. Um, when Sage first came into the company and he was he was brought in by Dana with that uh, find a fighter deal, um, he was hyped up quite big. Yeah. And, you know, he knocked out a bum that was released uh, just a couple days later. Uh, then he got in. And, and you said at that point in time, you said, slow down, pump the brakes in the kid because he's going to burn out and he's he hasn't proven himself. He's just a pretty boy. Yeah, fight somebody. That's all I really wanted yeah. to do was fight somebody. And so they, they he fought again real quick. After like a month and a half, he had another fight. And tapped out that bum. And then, like another month and a half, this fight. I mean, he, he, they're they're pushing him way too quick, and he has and he hasn't been given enough time to get seasoned and trained on what it takes to fight grown men, being just a nineteen year old little punk. <laughs> and then he stepped in the cage <clears throat> with Vinny Barbarino. I mean, <laughs> I mean Brian Barbarino, who didn't even have a UFC Wikipedia page, <clears throat> and the only things the, that the UFC listed about him was like heart. Strong will, maybe. Yeah. I'm paraphrasing. But the third thing was the beard. Yeah. That was one of his fighting points was a beard. The beard. <laughs> he tapped Sage. With an arm triangle? With an arm triangle from across the wrong side and in half mount. He was ba- he barely had that, that hold in and Sage was tapping. Yeah. That showed an experience. It showed um, weakness. Um, he panicked when he should have been calm. And, I agree. You know, uh, he tried, tried to, to tried to escape. He did, he didn't. He just gave up. Um, yep. That's going to take a lot. I mean, that's going to take a lot of the momentum away. And hopefully, they understand now and realize that you can't just throw kids in there and yeah. expect them to run with the wolves. If you don't give him time to crawl as a pup and gain momentum. I agree. I agree 100%. Now maybe the brakes will be pumped on this kid. I hope so. And they'll take him back to square one. I hope so. I really do. Because the the hype train has just been out of control in this kid. And it's it's not his fault. I've said that before. It's, it still irritates the fuck out of me. Yeah. And how much hype this kid got for doing nothing but beating bums in Unbelievable. soup cans. So, I for one personally am glad that he finally got beat, even though it's not in his natural weight class. He you shouldn't have taken the fight exactly. then. Exactly. You know, if you can't do it, he said he was he was sick and had strep throat, and he was you know he had all these these excuses that well, if it was so bad, then you know don't take the fight. Exactly. You know. Exactly. So. I got nothing more to say about Sage, really. No. Personally, I it was the thing that really cracked me up the most was listening to Joe Rogan try to break it down and doing everything in his power not to call Sage North Cut a pussy for something yeah. out. <laughs> yeah, that was interesting. He's like, well, that was a quick tap. <laughs> oh, man. Well, that rounds off the main card. Honestly, yeah, 
I gave it a two out of five, and that was being generous. I know you were saying like one to one and a half. I give it a one and a half tops. It was a bad card, a bad night of fights, terrible garbage fights. Um, I wasn't impressed by any means. Um, if you watch this, I'm sure you would agree with us. Yeah. Because it was, you know, anyone would notice that this was this was bad, and if we never speak of this night ever again, it'll be too soon. Yeah, I agree, man. I'm I'm over this fight card, and I'm glad that we don't have to deal with it anymore. Well, it's fine because we got one coming up, and they can, they have a chance to make up for it with yeah. uh, UFC Fight Night Saturday tomorrow. Hendrickson and well, tonight. Yeah, tonight technically. Yeah, we're, we're recording yeah. a little late night episode. Uh, <laughs> Trying to get it up, get it up soon. You know, so yeah, it'll be up to up. it'll be up uh, in a couple hours. You guys will wake up in the morning. It'll be sitting there waiting for you, and you can. Eat your breakfast and listen to us get ready for that fight tonight. And then, yeah, go right into the fights, man, because we have uh, Johnny Hendricks and the Wonder Boy. Yeah. Well, let's talk about this card real quick. Okay. This one was supposed to be a pay-per-view. This was supposed right. to be UFC 196. Yes. And uh, so in a 24-hour span. Oh, wow. Yeah, because it, yeah, it was they announced Kane, got hurt. Then they immediately announced Stipe, and then the next day Verdun pulled out. Oh yeah! So it was it was about a twenty four hour span of hey we don't we lost Kane okay Stipe is going to step in oh wait Fabricio was already hurt and said oh I was just going to fight because Kane was coming in and I fought hurt last time against Kane so I was fine I'm not going to do that against Stipe so no thank you I will not be fighting. And now we're getting a free fight on here. Yes, on free TV. So they tried to put that that main event together. Yeah, they did as much as possible. You know, they they tried to put Steve Bay in there, and everyone just kind of pulled out. And they said, "Screw it, just throw it on Fox Sports One." Yep, FS One. Um, and the main event, Hendricks and Thompson. Uh, Hendricks looked better than I've ever seen him look at the weigh-ins. The guy was in great shape. He looked, he looked like he was full of energy. I mean, he he was. It wasn't the Johnny that we've seen the last three fights, right? The you know, it was. And yeah, and looked at his eyes sunk in. He looked like he had energy. He looked like he was ready to go. And um, I think that poses a really, really, really dangerous fight for uh, for the Wonder Boy because it's. I think he's going to get knocked out clean. You know, round two. Maybe at the most, uh, that left hand is going to hit. Hand. Oh my God! He's not going to get up, and it's going to be much faster than it, than it was before. Uh, I'm interested to see how uh, Hendricks handles Wonder Boy's striking. Never having faced a an orthodox kickboxer like Stephen Thompson, um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how much that's going to factor into what Johnny's strategy is, and if he can't take him down. Yeah. What are you? I know do? Johnny's an all-American uh, wrestler from Oklahoma State. Yes, sir. State. Um, and on top of that, world-class striker. I mean, so strong uh, with his striking. I think he's got it. Kind of on all levels here. But I mean, it's not to take anything away from from Thompson. He's you know he's only ever lost one fight. He's a hell of a striker. Right. Um, 
it's going to be a great fight. I just see Johnny. I just see Johnny cleaning his clock. Um, probably round two or so, uh, and picking up a win here and hopefully getting himself back on track. Because if, if he continues going and looking as good as he looked at those weigh-ins, and if he performs at that level, not just the way it looks, but just you know continuously goes, he's going to be able to make a run again towards the title. Ooh. I don't think he's going to win it. Maybe, but he's gonna have that, and he's ranked two now. He puts together, yeah, yeah, for you know, sure. Puts I together would, a few more wins against the top ten and top five opponents. I'd buy, I would buy the pay per view with Johnny and, and Robbie. Yeah, three, but I think it'd be great. I used to do absolutely. Um, what do you think? Uh, I'm gonna go with Hendricks. Okay, I'm picking Hendricks. I, 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 it's hard for me to not pick. Usually, anytime he's fighting, because I just like Johnny a lot. Same. He's very dangerous. He's, Absolutely. But I, I think he's an entertaining dude. Um, I think the kickboxing, the unorthodox striking style of Stephen Wonderboy Thompson presents issues for Johnny. But I think he will. I think he'll be coming clear-headed enough and, and get the victory. This is going to be Johnny's first fight not with team, team takedown too. Oh, yeah, okay. That whole thing got shot down, and I, so I don't even know who's really training him. I don't, maybe, maybe this is his last fight with Team Takedown. Okay. I'll have to look into that one, we'll post it up on the page to see what he's doing with that now, because uh, I hadn't read anything about that. Yeah. You awake over there? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm totally awake. I just we're, got lost in my thought for a second. We're, uh, we're running late here, so... I got lost in thought for a second. <laughs> I was thinking about Johnny Hendricks' last couple fights and zoned out. So now he's, uh, you know, he's the main event. Yeah. It's going to be a good fight, I think. I'm glad that they saved the card. I'm glad they didn't just scrap it by losing the main card or the main fight. Uh, I think these two are going to carry the fights fine. I think it's going to be a good resolution to this main card and I don't think anybody's going to walk away unhappy from it there's a lot of fights on here that look quite good anyway yeah on top of that one um not this one not so this much one, <laughs> but it has the potential yeah I mean, oh no doubt Roy Nelson clips you you're done yeah no but, doubt about it but this also has the potential of being a three round uh, fat guy fight yeah cause Rochelle's a boring fighter extremely boring he's very boring he's um he's just Grind it out he's a grinder, you know. He's a grinder, but it's not anything. <coughs> it's not flashy, guys. And so Roy's, don't expect a, a lot of that. Roy's conditioning is always suspect. So yeah, it's, he, it's he either get, if he up get or down. Out the first round <laughs> without gassing. Hits like a truck. Has there. great jujitsu that he never uses ever. You know, uh, doesn't even like to go to the ground. No. Uh, this is, you know, it, it could be good, but I guess you have, I have a feeling that we're going to see a, a three-round fight. I fight. Yeah. I just got a feeling it's going to be too. that way. I do, too. Uh, I'm picking Roy. I'm going with Roy as well. You pick Roy to grind it out. I think if it's going to happen uh, to a finish, it's going to be Roy hitting him. You know, landing one of those nuclear bombs that he's got. Yeah. Uh, but I don't... I, I, I think it's just going to end up being on the ground and be a grinder. Well, yeah, because, I mean, it sucks for Rolshaw because he's a, he's a wrestler, so it, yeah. he's naturally going to want to take it to the ground. Absolutely. That's not where you want to go. Roy, Roy will tap you. Yeah, he has, uh, his jiu-jitsu is so good, I just, he never uses it. If he, if he lets loose and, and actually goes for it this time, um, boy, he may, he may shock us all. Yeah. He may shock he us all. He just hates expelling energy. 
so lazy. This is a fight that I really want to see. Ooh, yeah. OSP and, and because, Javier Cavalcante. Yeah, I really, you know, Ovin St. Prue is, is, man, he's a scary, scary fighter. He's a dangerous fighter. Um, but he's not been a consistent fighter. Right. That's the thing. Is that no, he's, he's very you know, inconsistent. Puts a couple together, loses. Puts a couple together, loses. Um, and Cavalcante is, again, a very dangerous striker. Right. With 100% knockout rate. He's won 12 out of 18 fights, and all 12 have been finished by knockout. Interesting. You know, so between the two of them, you know, you got someone, uh, St. Saint, Saint Prue is a hell of a striker, but he's also got some great uh, jiu-jitsu as well. Yeah, yeah, his ground game is very underrated. Right. Um, because everybody just always talks about his, his striking power and, and his, his prowess on his feet. But then you gotta, you know, you're going against a guy who's knocked out everybody he's ever come exactly. against. Exactly. So, and I mean, we know OSP's definitely not scared to stand in there and trade. Absolutely not. not. It's a dangerous decision against a guy like Calvin Conte. That this is why I really want to see this fight. It's gonna be a fun oh, fight. It's gonna be fireworks, and I'm glad because that'll be a good thing to kind of appetite myself before we go into the snooze fest. Right. The, with the fat boys. It's gonna be it's gonna be an excellent fight. And it's gonna be hard for me to pick this one. Yeah, how do you see it going uh, out? Because uh, only because of, of the certain things that he has over over Cavalcanti, he's got a seven inch inch reach advantage. Right. Um, he's got better grappling, and oh boy, it's so hard to pick against Cavalcanti though. Um, I'm still gonna say that OSP ekes this one out. Okay. But it's not going to be easy, and I could be definitely wrong on this one because Calicanti's dangerous. I am going to go in the opposite direction, and I'm going to pick Calicanti. I think he's going to catch him with something, and he's going to put him out. I, don't, I, can't, I can't disagree with that because he's so dangerous. I don't know which OSP is going to show up. That's another That's another factor. I mean, if, he, if the OSP that fought against Glover Teixeira shows up, he's going to be taking a nap. Yeah, quick. But... Extremely quick. Like, well, I mean, he's he's due for a win. It's it's uh, he's on the the last loss to to uh, Glover. So, with his arc and the way he has fought lately, it's probably probably pick up the win. But Cavalcanti's gonna. I feel like he's probably gonna put him to sleep. He's one of the, so he's so so dangerous. Yeah. Uh, Cinder blocks in his hands. Right. Yeah. That's that's why I'm so excited to see this one because it could, it can go either way, and and uh, I don't see this one going. I think they're gonna I think they're gonna stand and trade until one dude's asleep. I can see that too. I can see that they're not really being much of a ground game. It's just gonna be bang 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 bang. Uh, in the what is it, the third fight? If you're starting from the beginning of the of the main card. Um, Number one ranked, Joseph Benavides. Yeah, yeah, Joseph Benavides, who recently non-confirmed has left Team Alpha Male. It would be the second person in, it's been about six months, right? Yeah, give or take since TJ yeah. left. Um, TJ gone now, now alleged uh, Benavides gone as well. Yeah, they said that Benavides was oh, out with... With Ludwig and uh, also working with Greg Jackson. Oh, okay. I saw some pictures of uh, him and Greg together too. So, but this fight—he's the number one ranked uh, 
challenger for the belt at uh, 125, and he's fighting uh, fun size Zach Makovsky. Oh, yeah, Zach Makovsky. So, I mean, we're the third fight into the main card. We've already got a number one ranked fighter, you know. Yeah. Fighting, I mean, I mean uh, Makovsky's good, but Joseph Benavides is so good. I, I think he outclasses him on every level. Um, I agree. Not I, to say that Mikowski's a bad fighter. I just think Benavides is that much better. Yeah. I, uh, I, yeah. He leaps and bounds a better fighter than, than Mikowski is. I, I, I'm with you. I think Benavides wins this one. I still, I do think, though, it's going to be by decision. I think they're going to go three. Yeah. And Benavides is just going to outclass him. Uh, on, on his feet, they go to the ground at all. He's just gonna. I mean, this is one of the few guys in the division that has twenty five percent. Yeah, I mean, that's for that division. That's yeah, good. For that division. That's you know, really good. is only sitting at five percent. Yeah, you know, they're, exactly. They're both mostly high on their decision, which that class, uh, that weight class, tends to have. Yeah, I mean, there's not a lot of punching power at one twenty five. It's just speed. So. Oh, and I, and uh, just I think Benavides how class him I from top to bottom. Yeah, I don't I don't see anything different in that fight myself. Uh, these next cats, um, Misha Misha Kirk, Kirkinoff 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 and Alex Nicholson, the Spartan, another Spartan. Yeah, how many Spartans are we up to now? Six. I don't know. Too many. Six? <laughs> too many to keep track. Um, of. He's he's never fought um, in the UFC before. The, the Spartan. Okay, Alex hasn't. No. Is, so he's See, stepping into the UFC against a 10-2 Misha yeah. uh, Kirkinoff. Uh, Having nothing, knowing nothing about uh, Nicholson. He looks like he's a KO artist. 83%. Uh, yeah. But he's only 6-1. and one, So who knows? And Kirkinoff is 10-2. and two, And he's, he's right there, even 40, 40 KO, 40 sub. Right. So... 20% decision. I, I'm just going to have to say we're going to have to see what happens in this fight because I don't know enough about Nicholson to make a, a judgment call. Um, we'll see where that one goes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm leaning with, with Kirkinoff. Um, I tend to look at, if I just look at the numbers, yes. Definitely. What kind of UFC jitters are we going to get yeah. out of Nicholson, especially in the spot that he's in? Yeah. So this is this is Las Vegas, man. Yeah, You're fighting in Vegas, you gotta you gotta bring your A game. Fighting in front of a fight crowd, man. It's not some little smoker in the LC Walker Arena. And to kick off the yeah. main card, Mr. Pile, Mike Pile. I always thought he should he should have made it, you know could have had a nickname of Driver at the end, Mike Pile Driver. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Uh, and Sean Spencer. Well. Kick off the main card. Yeah, yeah. Spencer, uh, Spencer's twelve and four. Uh, a lot of decisions. Yeah. Whereas, uh, Pyle, you know, likes to Pyle likes to submit people. Likes to make them tap. Um, I like the veteran. Yeah, I I'm like with, Pyle here. I'm with Pyle. Uh, I see him finishing this one, wrapping up, uh, grabbing a choke, and using his infinite. Submission experience and taking out the the younger cat. I like watching Mike Pyle. He's a good fighter. Yeah, he's fun to watch. A little mullet. Yeah, he's he's an interesting guy. He, and uh, he's getting up there, man. We're not going to see him for many more years. You know, he's he's 
He's no spring chicken, dude. Yeah, I mean, what is he? He's got 48 fights? Yeah. 38 fights? 38 38, fights? 30, 30, 38. Yeah, 38. <laughs> it's a lot of fights, man. Yeah, man. That's a ton of fights. Um, and that wraps up the main card. I think... Uh, I think it's... it's I know it's going to be better than last week. Yeah, the main card, the main card for sure, top to bottom, is going to be better than last week. Um, Even the rest of the card is is good. Um, You got Josh Berkman. They're the main event of the prelims. Yeah, yeah, that 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 main event of the prelims spots. KJ Nunes and Berkman is it's going to be an interesting, exciting fight. I don't think. I think Nunes is probably going to beat Berkman. I think Nunes is probably going to going to as well. Berkman, uh, he's a forty fight veteran too. He's been, Berkman's been around forever. Wow, I didn't came, realize that he's been around so long. Berkman came in what Ultimate Fighter was that? Two, three? Wow, really? Maybe four? No kidding. Early, Berkman was early. Um, God, I'm trying to remember what. What one he was on, but it was either it was like three or four. Well, um, he's not had a good run. No, I mean he's UFC. he's oh, on man. a five fight losing streak. Well, no contest, no contest. But he lost that fight, and then Lombard pissed dirty, I believe, if I remember right. Yeah, I mean his last win's coming against Forrest Pets at Ultimate Fighter Two. Wow. Yeah, it was, it was tough. I knew he was. I knew he was early, man. I knew he was an early fighter, um, but I knew it was season one. But I couldn't remember as two or three. And he's been he's been on nearly a six. You know, it's been five in a no contest, so almost a six fight losing streak. He's right. Wow. Ooh, sorry, sorry about that. His last victory goes all the way back to two thousand and seven. <laughs> I mean, unbelievable, man. He got uh, cut for a while, and uh, eight. Yeah, he's, I mean, eight, he had a seven-year eight to fifteen. Yeah, he was gone, and then his first fight back was against Hector Lombard. Then he gets beat by Dong Hyun uh, Kim. Mm-hmm. Gets beat by Cote. Patrick Cote. Man, if he if he can't win this one, why do they keep him? I mean, it'll be like seven in a row. Yeah, it's. I've seen people... I think he put together a pretty good streak after he left the UFC in 1FC, maybe? Ah, uh, they don't count the... They didn't no, count yeah, guys. yeah. It was in another organization, but I remember he had some success, and that's why they brought him back. Well, he didn't bring it with him. No. Uh, who else is on this undercard here? Derek. We got Lewis. Lewis. Yes. Yes. The Black Beast, and he is definitely that. And Damian Grabowski. Sorry, Polish Mr. Pitbull. Give us the money, Lebowski's. You're going, yeah, he's getting... He's I think getting Lewis put to sleep. Definitely. Mr. Grabowski is going to go to sleep. No doubt about it. That Derek Lewis is a scary, scary guy. He's been on a tear. Yeah. He's knocked out 92% of the guys. <laughs> That's just... And he submitted the other 8% that he didn't knock out. Right. You know? Yeah, Never a decision. Is, always a finish. This is not going to be a boring fight. Oh, this is going to be so much fun. It's going to be just big dudes throwing leather. Ray Borg. The Taz-Mexican Devil. Wow. I haven't heard that name in a long time. I don't know much about Skin Justin Scoggins? Uh, 
I'm trying to remember. I've seen Scoggins fight before. Uh, yeah, I it's a Justin Sampo fight. I think I remember that fight. He fought on Hendricks and Lawler. One. Yep, against Wokamosi. So he's, I mean, he's... He's been around for a while since he's a five fight uh, UFC bet anyway. Yeah. Looks like, just looks like a really young kid. Yeah, he does. So, he's got a very young face. Yeah. Uh, 10 and 2 with a 60% KO. Borg is 9 and 1. 67% sub. 60% sub. So we got, you know, a striker and a sub guy. You know, guy finishes by KO, guy finishes by sub. So, I mean, 125 pounds. Ooh, Scoggins has got a 78% takedown defense, too. So that's interesting. 77% yeah. takedown accuracy for Borg and 78% defense for Mr. Scoggins. So we look at a, a sleeper fight. It's a war of attrition. You know, this could be uh, extremely good. Could be the, the, the uh, best in the prelims. I mean... Even I mean, evenly, I mean they're definitely on a on the same level. Uh, right. Borg is ranked twelve. Stoggins doesn't rank, but I mean that doesn't really <coughs> determine right. talent. We right. know that much. I know the ratings don't matter past one, two, or three. Right. Um, I don't. You know, I, I like uh, I like Borg, but Stoggins could be like his kryptonite. Yeah. Could be that that style that that he just can't. You know, break through the barrier on it and take him down. It could, uh, he could easily be put to sleep or you know, outstruck enough to, to lose it. Right. So that'd be a good fight to watch. I'm yeah, sure yeah, it's, it should be good. I, I hope he doesn't get caught in a submission. Right. Um, and then this is you know the the kicks off the prelims. Uh, no, lot. Hot. It's uh, Israeli name, so I'm going to say that there's probably some sort of emphasis on the uh, the H sound. And Diego Rivas from Chile. Mr. Pitbull. Another Pitbull. Yeah. I'm going to be honest, I don't know anything I don't know crap about either, either guys. of these no. two dudes. No. Um, well, this is a wait and see fight. Yep. Um, Diego is undefeated, 6 and 0. Uh, no odd is mean, pretty much dead even between his uh, KOs, his subs, and his yeah. decisions. So you can't get any closer than that. Probably 2 2 and 2. <laughs> yeah, 2 1 and 1, or 2 1 and 2, 2 1 and 3. Prelims look good. Yeah. You know, not not great, but they do look good. Yep, and we got one uh, we got one fight in the FS1 prelims that we want to touch on. we got to talk about this. Yes, one. we do. So, uh, this is um, Mickey Gall versus Mike Jackson. And for any of you that don't know who Mickey Gall is, he is the guy on this uh, new reality series that actually was where Sage North Cup was discovered. Yeah. Dana's Find the fighter, I yeah. think it's uh, called. Looking for a fight. Looking for a fighter. Very looking good. for a fight uh, with Dana White, Matt Sarah, and Nick DeTooth. And uh, Mickey Gall was on there on, a, on an upcoming episode, actually. I don't think it's, it may have just aired this week. Maybe. Um, I've only seen the previews for it. I haven't seen the, the full episode yet. But uh, he, he gets a victory, and then he calls out to Dana White that he wants to fight CM Punk. Yes. So they are obliging him. If he wins this fight... Against another, you know, against uh, another rookie. Yep, so 1-0 and 0-0 and and Mike Jackson. Uh, if Mickey Gall gets this win, he's going to be the first opponent for CM Punk. Yep. Um, I'm really looking forward to this because... 
I think the all the hype uh, behind CM Punk has kind of dropped. Yeah. Uh, and people have forgotten that he that he joined, and and I just think that people have put him on the back burner, and. I still am looking forward to seeing what he can do. Right. I'm not saying I'm looking forward to winning or losing or either way. I just want to see how he's transitioned from what he did before to what he's doing now. Right. I want to see how it goes down, you know. And the longer we wait, you know, CM Punk is, is getting into this game late. Yeah, I mean, 37, 36, 36, 36, 36 yeah. when he entered, so 37-ish. Yeah, I, the, him and I are like, like six months apart name, okay. so... Uh, uh, 37 years old, and just getting into it, to where this Mickey Gall is in his early 20s. Yeah. You know, um, I just want to see it happen. I want to finally see it happen. It's been way longer than they anticipated it was going to be before his debut. Yeah. Which is fine. He also said he wouldn't do it until Rufus signed off anyway. Yeah, yeah injuries and setbacks and things. Shoulders popped and, and so on. But this Mickey Gall called him out, and, and Dana said if he could get past this Mike Jackson... It's going to happen. I'm looking forward to. I really hope Gall wins this because I, I, I want this chapter to start. I want exactly. You know? I want to, to be able to say, okay, this is the guy that CM Punk is going to fight. Here we go. UFC 200 or bust. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, I'm picking Gall. Um, not knowing anything about Mike Jackson, um, and even very little about Mickey Gall. Um, I'm just picking him because I'm I picking Gall because I want him to win. I want him to win, exactly. I want this chapter to start. I want this progression to go. I want to see what Punk can do. I want to see him in the in that cage. Uh, I want to. I just. I didn't want to see it, and I'm sick of waiting. So Gall has to win. Yeah, <laughs> and a discussion. So that's uh, that's pretty much yeah. it. Man. That's it for the card. Uh, it's a good card. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be a lot better than last week. Yeah, doesn't take much. <laughs> doesn't take much. Uh, the last card was garbage. Yeah, it was. So uh, let's, uh, let's let's wrap this up. Dave, any final thoughts before we go? Um, as we're going into this this year leading up to 200, I, I'm really looking forward to the main events and the pay-per-views that are coming up. Yeah. We're going to have a lot of great stuff with Connor and RDA, with Jones and Cormier, with Rockhold and Wybin. There's a lot of stuff laid out that uh, I'm really looking forward to, and it's going to be a lot of fun calling them. I agree. And I mean, we're still waiting to see what's going to shake out to UFC 200. So yeah. this is going to be a fun little journey for the next couple, next month or so, I would think, within the next month. Yeah. A lot of things are going to get signed, and yeah, you know, it's it's just a lot of things that I'm looking forward to breaking down and previewing and going over with all these exceptional fighters and title fights. It's just it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, me too, man. And uh, so I want to say, you know, before we go, uh, next week's show is going to be a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to do the, the the fight breakdown for you guys. Uh, maybe touch, you know, we'll touch on some news and stuff, but we're, we're going to have our first special guest. Yes. A couple, uh, couple friends of the, friends of the shows, big supporters of the shows. Uh, we've heard, you've heard us talk about them several times. We've got a couple guys from Island Jiu-Jitsu here in the scheme coming in. Uh, Nick Jones, which is one of the head, uh, instructors there for the local area. And, uh, Gary Rose, who's a, a good friend of yours. Yeah, a very good friend of mine. Uh, Nick is a, Nick's a friend of mine. We've, we've become friends over the last year or two. 
Um, so it's, I mean, I'm excited. We're going to bring them yeah. next week uh, two special guests to talk about island jiu-jitsu and just talk about MMA in general with us, but to give you guys a little bit of an idea of what they do at island. And uh, we wanted to, to give these local guys a shot to, to talk about it because they've been extremely supportive of the show. Very much so, yeah. Everybody at Island has Absolutely. been very supportive of the show. And, and you know, so we always want to give a, give them a chance to come on and, and educate some people about what they do. Yeah, I can't wait to have them next week. Yep, so make sure you guys are listening next week for, for Gary and Nick. Uh, that's going to wrap it up for this week's episode of the Average Joe's MMA Show. Thank you guys always for your support and continuing to listen. Make sure you go into the Facebook page for all your late breaking news. Anything you got to say, let us know. Um, iTunes, like we always say every week, rate, subscribe, tell a friend, whatever. Just help us get our name out there. And uh, we'll be back next week with the guys from Island Jiu-Jitsu and a breakdown of the UFC fight night with Hendricks and Wonderboy. For David Van Bolden, I'm Jeff Shannon. Thank you guys again for listening.